Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. Good morning, everyone. Oh, come on. Good morning, everyone. Good to have you in the house of the Lord this morning, man. It is so great to see that we're progressing. Those of you that are joining us online, those of you here, would you welcome those joining us online right now? It is so good to have you joining us here in the house of God. Next Sunday, we're not going to have to worry about registering and temperature checks and everything. We're still going to ask you to social distance, wear your mask, but we're going to be outside next week for one service on Easter Sunday as a family coming together. Amen. And so I'm so looking forward to that. But also one of the announcements we forgot is this Friday, Good Friday at noon, we are going to be having a Good Friday service here at noon where we take communion and we also go over the last seven words of Christ on the cross. It is a great experience. Normally we would do the Passion Parade down Calaveras and then we would stop here. But being with, with COVID and so forth, we weren't able to get the parade together. So we're just going to have the Good Friday service. So I want to encourage you, if you're not working, you could sign up online. You'll still have to sign up online to reserve your seat and so forth. And we'll be coming together here at noon this Friday and having our Good Friday service. It's going to be a phenomenal time. Those of you online, you'll be able to check it, check it out online or reserve a seat to come in and join us. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. We have been preaching a series of messages called Arise and Build. Come on, everyone say that. Arise and Build. How many of you know that there's some things that we have to get up off the couch and start building? That certain things don't just come about in your life. Certain things don't just happen. You don't just wake up out of debt. You don't just wake up with the great marriage. You don't just wake up healthy. You have to make some decisions to build some things in life. If you want to break an addiction, you don't wake up one morning and all of a sudden stop smoking, stop drinking, or stop uh, you know, getting high. But the reality is this, is that you have to make a decision every single day to get up and arise and build. Somebody say amen. I want to take you somewhere this morning. The message I'm going to share with you is a message that if any of you uh, have been with me for any amount of period of time, you might have heard this message, especially those of you that were in master's commission in the early days and, and those individuals that, that have uh, been around for a moment. It's a message that I love when we talk about Nehemiah. And what I'm going to share with you today is I'm not coming down. I've shared this message in, in NFL chapels. I've shared this message to countless teams. I've shared this message at churches. But this is one of the messages I feel that is so close to my heart because there's so many individuals that on the verge of completion, they give up. On the verge of rebuilding, on the verge of completing, on the, on the verge of breakthrough, they end up giving up and leaving their, their wall, leaving the wall that God called them to build. And they, they make so much progress that there's a lot of us that are afraid of success. You're afraid to get your life back together. You're afraid to get your marriage back together. And if you really search, you're afraid to get free from any kind of addictions. Because we become so dependent on other things. 
We've lived in dysfunction so long and we've learned to function in dysfunction. Nehemiah chapter 6, turn there with me. As you're turning to Nehemiah chapter 6, I want you to see here in verse 1. Whenever you start building up, opposition ramps up. Whenever you decide to build your your marriage, to to break an addiction, to get out of debt, you're always going to find all of a sudden the car breaks down. You find yourself arguing with your spouse more than you did before. You're struggling with the kids. That whenever you start building something up, that all of a sudden opposition ramps up. Nehemiah chapter 6 verse 1, if you're there, say amen. It says this, now it happened when Sambalat, Tobiah, and Geshem the Arab, and the rest of our enemies heard. Everyone say heard. Heard. I need you to understand that your enemies are talking about you. Your haters are listening to what's going on in your life. They're checking Facebook. They're checking Instagram. They're they're checking out your Twitter. They're watching to see what's going on in your life because they're hoping that you fall. But the Bible says when their enemies heard that I had rebuilt, someone say rebuilt. You're making progress. You're you're, you're blazing a trail. It says that when they heard that we rebuilt the wall and that there were no breaks left in it, although at the time I had not hung the doors and the gates. Look at verse 2. He says this, that Sambalat and Geshem sent to me saying, come let us meet in the plains of Ono. How many of you know that common sense isn't all that common? The very fact that you have been invited to step off the wall and join them in the valley of, oh no. But they thought to do me harm. Bow your heads as we pray. Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated this morning. I want you to remember when we talk about Nehemiah, Nehemiah was the cupbearer to the king of Persia. He had a great life. Even though he was born and raised in bondage, he had a great life. 401k, probably rolling with chariots with 24s on it. Good stereo system, dressing in Armani suits. He had a nice place to live in. He lived at the palace. This guy was right next to the king, so he heard how the king, how he led, how he made decisions. This guy had a front row seat to the leading of a nation, so he was familiar. He had the best of wine, the best of food. He had the best of clothes. This guy had a great cush life. All he had to do was taste the wine and taste the food before it made it to the king. How many of you know that there's times that God hasn't just called you to comfort, he's called you to change? Nehemiah was was happy in his life. Everything was good until he realized that God's blessing on his life wasn't meant for his comfort, but for the blessing of others. I need you to understand that you are not blessed by God so that you could be comfortable. You are blessed by God so that you could be a blessing. Come on, say it again, Pastor. You are blessed by God to be a blessing. He realizes that 
his, it's not about his comfort, it's about God's glory. And so he leaves his comfort zone to step into a disaster zone. Some of us are comfortable in our dysfunction, and it's going to make, it's going to, it's going to create all kinds of trouble when you try to start riding the ship in your marriage, riding the ship in your family, riding the ship in your debt, riding the ship in your addictions. Whenever you make a change in your life, it's going to cause some disruption. See, Nehemiah understood this. I can't help me people rebuild the wall until I help people rebuild their hope. I came here this morning to build your hope. No, no, no. Say it again, Pastor. I came here, those of you online, I came here this morning to build your hope. I've dedicated my life the past 30 plus years to make sure that I build the hope in people, to raise the hope in people's lives, to believe that God can take you from where you are to the place that he intended you to be. Somebody say amen. amen. And so in just 52 days, someone say 52 that's why next Sunday we are celebrating the 52-day miracle. That's what the first fruits is all about. We're believing God that whatever's been destroyed in your life, it may have been for generations. Your father, your grandfather, your great-grandfather, your great-great-grandfather had issues that you still carry today. But you can make a decision today to rebuild what has been destroyed for generations. See, many times when the enemy calls out to us that as the walls go up, opposition goes up as well. See, the enemy, if he can't destroy you, he'll distract you. And the moment that the enemy realizes that they have closed the gaps on the wall, that no breaks are left in it, they can't discourage him from building, but maybe we can distract him from building. So they send letters out and they tell them, hey, come down off the mountains, uh, off the wall, so that we can meet together in the valley of Ono. Let's get together. I want you to notice something about these men. We're going to talk about these men today. But I need you to understand that whenever you see, when, whenever the enemy calls you off the wall, many times we begin to think that to what we call an opportunity, God calls it a distraction. You look at it as, man, God, God's opened up this door. They want me to join them. These guys have been trying to discourage me this whole time. Now they're inviting me to dinner. So, so this is a great time to build my brand. This is a great time to make some friends. This is a great time to build my business, to expand my, my horizons, to reach out to more people. But you got to be careful who you partner with. You got to be careful what, in, what invitations in life you receive. You see, you will never do great things for God if you're distracted by small-minded people. Because the moment you start building, you're going to get small-minded people that are going to try to get you off track. Don't let someone else's opinion of you disrupt you from God's calling. Now, he, he comes to rebuild the walls. Why are the walls important? Because the walls represent not only protection, but walls also represent a standard. Walls don't just keep people out. It also keeps things you love in. I need you to recognize that it's standard protection and strength. And these walls have been destroyed. And we live in a society today that has its walls down. Our walls have been destroyed. 
Our morality is gone. Our sense of right and wrong is gone. Our sense of love for God is wrong. A nation that was built and founded on the word of God, we've lost our way. And just like the, the children of Israel who's had their walls down for centuries, the walls of America have been destroyed and burnt with fire. We have no more morality anymore. We, we have the ability somehow to, to stop certain things from coming on the internet, but we can't stop child porn. How can we as a, a nation uh, that, that has so much technology, how can we allow sex trade, uh, sex tra trade or slavery to go on still with our children? Somewhere along the way, somewhere we have to be able to stop and rebuild the walls. The children of Israel, every day they got up and they looked at the, the walls that were down was a constant reminder of their failures. And some of you know what I'm talking about. You wake up to empty beer bottles or whiskey jugs. You find yourself waking up to, to a person that's not your husband or your wife and you're looking for love and you don't even know the person's name that's in the room right now. You look at the stack of bills that are there or the medical reports that say that you're getting sick and that you need X, Y, Z. I'm here to tell you that many of you are waking up daily to the evidences of your failures of the past, but I'm here to tell you that God's about to rebuild those things in your life that have been destroyed. Come on, somebody say amen. Nehemiah is no longer satisfied just to make a living. He wants to make a difference. Amen. I don't know about you. It's not about just being comfortable, making a living. You want to make a difference. I want to make a difference in life. See, I need you to understand God works through dissatisfaction. You will never be a great person if you're satisfied being a good one. You'll never, never be a great spouse if you're satisfied being a good one. You'll never be a great business owner if you're satisfied just being a good one. You'll never be a great husband, a great wife, a great person, a great individual. You'll never have a great career. You'll never have a great family if you're satisfied just having a good one. God works through dissatisfaction. You'll never make $30 an hour if you're okay with 15 it's through dissatisfaction that God pushes us to new levels. Now, on the verge of completing these, this, these walls, this is what I want to get to this morning. There's three men. Someone say three. three. Some of y'all got more than that. You got more than three haters in your life. But one thing I found is this, that the more you're doing for God, the more haters rise up against you. So if you have some people that are hating on you, you're going in the right direction. People don't talk about people behind them. Let that sit in for a moment. There are three people and an army and a nation coming against Nehemiah and their building. Samballat, Tobiah, and Geshem. And their names mean something. And this morning, very quickly, I want to go through these names. I want to talk about the things that try to pull you off the wall that you're building. Number one is Samballat. Everyone say Samballat. Samballat's name means sin gives life. His name alone tells you to stay away from him. Sin gives life. How many of you know that's a lie from the pit of hell? The Bible says for the wages of sin is death, 
but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So it's his name is totally a lie. And so what are the things that try to pull us off the wall that we're building our marriage? It's the lies of the world. The lies of the world will try to pull you off the wall that you're building. They'll try, they're totally contrary to the word and the ways of God. And many of us have fallen for the sand ballots in life where you have compromised your belief. You know it's against the word of God. You know that lifestyle is against the word of God. You know that attitude is against the will of God, and yet we've still allowed the sand ballots in life to keep us from rebuilding, and we've come off the wall to believe the lies of the world. The lies of the world telling you you're wasting your time building that marriage. That marriage will never come together. You know, you'll never get out of debt. You're always going to be sick. You're never going to be better. It's not worth it. Live it up right now. Just forget all this God stuff and do whatever you want to do. You see, some people are afraid to fully surrender themselves to Christ. You're afraid the change that God's going to bring about in you. So it's easy to live comfortably in the rubble than it is powerfully with the wall. See, Satan gains power over you when you question the word. What, what did Satan use against Adam and Eve? To question what God said. And you know what? Your opinion, this, this is the, the, I love America. I lo we live in the greatest country in the world. I, I'm grateful for our religious freedoms. Democracy might work for the United States, but it doesn't work for the kingdom of God. Listen, your opinion doesn't matter in the kingdom. It's only his word, the king. And so just because times change, his word doesn't change. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we have changed our outlook on life and society based on what's acceptable in society. But the word doesn't change. The standard doesn't change. The, 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 the word of God doesn't change. God's plan hasn't changed. And the sand ballots in life will try to get you off the wall and disagree with God. Whenever you listen to the sand ballots of life, you'll step off the wall. Secondly, there's Tobiah. Actually, secondly, I want you to see is not to, it actually is Tobiah, my bad. His name means the Lord is good. Come on, somebody. How many know the Lord's good? Sounds like a great guy. In fact, he's connected to the temple. Some of y'all got some Tobias in your life. They say the right thing. They have the right name. They got the right labels. But they have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. You see, Tobias' name means the Lord is good, which is true. But he has the truth, but he doesn't have the function. He has the label, but he's not walking the walk. He's about religion, not about relationship. This is a man that has the name, but he doesn't carry the function that goes along with it. They gain power from you. They gain authority from you because they have the same name. They go to the same church. They believe in the same God, but they compromise just a bit too much. 
They are wolves in sheep's clothing. Now, listen, listen, y'all, y'all, the, the, the word of God, Apostle Paul is clear. How, how many times have you ever heard anyone say, man, don't judge me? Don't judge. Who are you to judge me? That's right. Who, who are you to judge me? How, how can you judge me? You're a sinner too. You know what the Apostle Paul says? He says that in the word of God, this is straight. Understand this. He says, it's not my responsibility to judge those in the world. Let me try this side. It's not my responsibility to judge the people in the world. Those of you at home, it's not my responsibility to judge those people in the world. But he does say this. It is my responsibility to judge those in the church. That you say you love God, that you say you follow God, that you say that you're committed to God, but your lifestyle doesn't look anything like the word of God. He says, those individuals, I have a responsibility to judge. I have a responsibility to point out that if you say you're one thing, but you're not producing it. You say you're an apple tree, but all there is is oranges on your life. That you keep saying you're one thing, but the things you're producing doesn't look anything like what you say you did. Paul, the apostle, says this. Those individuals don't even eat with them. Oh, pastor, you're being judgmental now. He says those people that call themselves believers, but they do everything contrary to the word. The apostle Paul says, no, nah, I'm going to warn everyone about you. He says, don't even eat with those individuals. See, the Tobias in life will try to get you off the wall by saying that we have a common ground. We, we love God, man. So, so we can go clubbing. We can go, we can go hang out. We can get high. You know, God will forgive us. We, we, we love God still. You know, what am I talking about? I, I had friends that knew God, that loved God, that were called into ministry. And with those individuals, I could compromise more with. We used to have a saying. I'm not going to say his name. But we used to have a saying, shall we sin that grace may abound? Yes, we shall. That was, our, that was our saying. Shall we sin that grace may abound? Yes, we shall. Let the grace of God be extended. Because I had certain friends that I would, I would compromise with them because I knew there was a calling on his life. So if he compromised, then I could compromise. See, when you have a Tobiah in your life, your Tobiah gives you a license to sin. Lastly, everyone say lastly. Geshem. Geshem's name means rain. His name means the difficult times in life. How many have ever had a difficult time in your life? Gone through some battles, gone through some struggles. That's what the Geshems are. See, if, if the Tobias can't get you off the wall, if the Sambalats can't get you off the wall, then the Geshems can get you off the wall. 
that I don't know how many times I've seen people rebuilding their marriage, their families, establishing the wall, only to go through a tough season in their life and as a result end up abandoning their walk with God. We've all gone through some tough times. We've all gone through some battles in life. Every one of us have faced a Geshem season that we've gone through some rain. We've gone through some storms. But I'm here to tell you, the storms don't last always. The storms will not defeat you. You will outlast the storm. Somebody say amen. See, tough times in life try to call us down. See, we, we went through that season. In fact, when Jesse was sick, my, my middle daughter, we found out that she had leukemia. My mom was afraid. And as she tells me afterwards, she's watching right now. She was afraid because Jessica was, was mine. Jazzy loved Ange. The moment Ange walked out the door, she would be at the window crying. And I'm like, come on, baby, come over here. She's, no, I want mama, mama. She would literally stay at the window crying until my wife came home. But when Jesse was born, Jesse was the one I think she felt sorry for me. <laughs> Jazzy's always over there crying, so she would be like, no, go ahead, Mom, I'll stay with Dad. <laughs> Someone has to love him. So she was, she was the one that hung out with me. We had Jesse days on Mondays. We would go out and do whatever she wanted to do. We would hang out. And she was just, she, she was the one that she would kiss me and say, I love you right here. Love you right here. Love you right here. Can't get any of my girls to do that now. <laughs> when they were babies. When they were babies. But when she got sick, my mom was afraid that I would backslide if things didn't work out the way we expected them to or hoped for them to. See, tough times is, I was a minister and my mom was afraid I was gonna backslide. When you go through tough times and tough seasons in your life, it could take the strongest faith and make it shaky. But I've found this, that a faith that hasn't been tested cannot be trusted. And even though she passed away, even though things didn't work out the way we expected them to, I still recognize that we had a wall to build. We had a family to still keep together. We still had two other girls that we needed to pay attention to, to love. We had a church that we were building at the time here in San Jose. We were working and still building. And every time you go through a tough season in life, the enemy's going to try, the Geshem's in life are going to try to get you off the wall and try to stop you from building. But I came to tell you today, in 1 Peter chapter 4, he says this, friends, when life gets really difficult, Difficult. Don't jump to the conclusion that God isn't on the job. He said, instead, be glad that when you are in the very thick of it, that what Christ experienced, this is a spiritual refining process with glory just around the corner. Whatever you're going through right now, glory's right around the corner. Going through a tough season, the sun's about to break. Come on, somebody. Somebody give God praise. Randy, if you would help me, this is where we close. Since the enemies, Sambalat, Tobiah, and Geshem called out to him and said this, come meet with us in the valley of... Oh, no. Oh, no. You want me to meet you where? Oh, no. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. You've been in the valley of oh, no before. 
Oh no, I blew it. Oh no, my spouse wants to leave me. Oh no, my kids don't want me. Oh no, I did it again. Oh no. Listen, you weren't created for the valley of oh no. You weren't created for oh no. But I love the grace of God that if you've ever been in oh no, that his spirit is still there to help you get through the valleys of oh no. I want you to understand what happens here. Nehemiah didn't need to go to the valley of oh no. That word oh no in, in the, in the uh, Hebrew, the, the, the root word means it's a place of power, a place of success. That, that's where you go to if you wanted breakthrough. It's where you went through if you wanted success. But he didn't need to go to where the enemy was waiting for him to find success. All he had to do was do what God told him to do. There are no shortcuts to success. There are no there are quick fixes to get there. I'm here to tell you today, you got to go through the process. You got to build the wall brick by brick by brick. There are no shortcuts. There's a process that you have to get through. See, I love Nehemiah. Listen carefully. He didn't come to make a name for himself. He came to build a wall. Didn't try to come to impress anyone. He came to do what was important. He's not trying to be popular. He's just trying to live his purpose. Nehemiah 6.3 says this. I am doing. This is his response to them. I am doing a great work. Someone say great work. So that I cannot come down. Why should I, the work cease while I leave it to go down to you? I love this statement. I'm doing an okay work. Is that what he says? I'm doing an important work. I'm doing a good work. What's he say? I'm doing a great work. Everyone say great work. Come on, say it again. Those of you at home, great work. Well, I need you to grab a hold of this. You're not doing a good work. You're doing a great work. The wall you're building is too important for you to get done, to walk off. The wall you're building is too important. Your family's too important. Your children are too important. Your future is too important. Your, your career is too important. The business is too important. Your sobriety is too important. I'm here to tell you right now, you gotta make a decision that I am not coming down. The work I'm doing is a great work. Not a good work. Your marriage is worth it. Your children are worth it. Your future's worth it. I'm here to tell you right now, you're doing a great work. Come on, somebody say a great work. I can't stop the work. It's too important. I can't stop what I'm doing. It's too important. You know, come, come hang out with us at the, where we're going to go fishing today. No, no, it's Sunday. It's too important. I'm building my family. I'm building my marriage. I'm building my community. I can't go hang out with you. I can't stop building because there's a wall to build. There's a standard to establish. There's something that God has placed an assignment on my life. Every father, your marriage and your family are too important. Every individual, your walk with God is too important important you gotta make a choice you gotta make a declaration today and say to the world say to your enemies say to your haters say to Satan I am not coming down 
Come on, somebody give God a shout of praise in this place. I'm not coming down. Not going to be distracted by you. I'm not coming down. I'm not going to step off this wall until this wall is completed. I'm going to build my marriage. I'm going to build my sobriety. I'm going to get out of debt. I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to draw close to God. I'm going to start that ministry. I'm not coming down. Come on, somebody give God a shout of praise. The season that you're in. It's a tough season. But what you're doing is worth it. Raising your kids. It's worth it. Getting out of debt. It's worth it. Breaking that addiction. It's worth it. Getting that degree is worth it. Staying pure until you get married. It's worth it. Breaking that porn addiction. It's worth it. Starting that business. It's worth it. Heads bowed and eyes closed. It's going to be different altar call. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands. But if you're building something that's too important to let go, that the enemy is trying to call you off the walls of life that God has called you to build, I'm going to challenge you this morning, instead of lifting your hand, I'm going to ask you to rise to your feet and shout, I'm not coming down. Come on. Everyone on the count of three, I want you just to shout with everything in you and let the enemy know, let hell know, let heaven know that there's not no demon in hell that can stop you from finishing what God called you to build. That there's no, no, there's no uh, enemy that can hold you back. That you're going to stay on the wall until that wall is completed. You're going to stay on that wall until that wall is finished. On the count of three, ready? One, two, three. I'm not coming down. Come on, let's worship God right where you are. Father, we bless your name this morning. And Lord, I pray for every person whose hands are lifted up as they stand in this moment. That God, we are not coming down. We will complete the wall that you've called us to rebuild. We will complete the process. We're not going to stop halfway. We're not going to stop with the wall that's half built. God, you called me to complete it. You called me to finish it. And I'm not going to allow the Sambalots, the Tobias, or the Geshems in life to hold me back any longer. I make a declaration right now. Those of you at home, I'm not coming down. I'm not coming down. So, Lord, I pray for every marriage. I pray, Father God, for every wall being built right now. Strengthen our hands. Strengthen our hands to complete. Not to build, but to finish. Not to start, but to complete. Lord, I pray right now, my God, that we would see that the work is a great work. Whatever it is that you're building right now, I want you just to speak it before God. It might be your marriage. It might be your sobriety. It might be a business. I want you right now just to speak it out to God. God right now help me rebuild 
go for it. Help me rebuild. Help me rebuild. Lord, I will stay on the wall until the wall is completed today. Holy Spirit, give us the ability to complete the building that you called us to build, to establish the standard, the walls of protection in Jesus' name. We will not step off, my God, because of the lies of this world. We will not step off because people that claim to have a label but don't. We will not step off because of the tough times in this life. We will build until we're completed. In Jesus' name we pray. If you're here right now, heads bowed, eyes closed at home as well. You don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you've just separated yourself from God and you want to renew your walk and your commitment to the Lord. I'm going to count to three. And if that's you, just lift your hand in the air. Ready? One, two, three. Yes, God bless you. God bless you. There in the back. God bless you. God bless you over here as well. God bless you. Yes, yes. Anyone else? Anyone else? Yes, God bless you. I'm going to ask you just to make this declaration, even those at home. God bless you, sweetheart. Just say this with me. Heavenly Father, come on, say it with me. Heavenly Father, I receive you now as Lord and Savior. I believe that Jesus died on the cross and that he rose again for me. I receive the free gift called salvation. Lord, come into my life. Make me new. I surrender to you. I want to be a follower of Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. If you said that prayer, I want you just to text the word alive to the number on the screen, 408 340 That's 408 340 7703. Text the word alive. We have some people standing by that just want to reach out to you, connect with you, and help you start off this new walk in Christ. Amen. For those of you here still sit still here in the sanctuary, hang out for a moment. For those of you at home, hey, remember, love God, love people. Let's change the world. Amen. We'll see you Easter Sunday, next Sunday, and Good Friday this Friday here. God bless you. We love you. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.